Game Changers is sponsored by Music Master Scheduling. Look, the first job every morning as a program director is to sit down with your music director and craft the day's log. Are we in agreement on that? Everyone say aye. Look, I hope that's the case because the sharpness and focus of your music product is built on the screen and with the help of a platform like Music Master. Building and designing those perfect quarter hours where you've got the exact mix of the music and messaging right there in front of you, getting the rotations exactly right, making sure that you've got the balance of core versus cum in your music. Music Master's ability to customise to your station's needs is the reason it's been so successful for over three decades now. It's never one size fits all. With Music Master, you get to work smarter and faster. There's over 150 radio and television stations programming with Music Master in Australia, and they now have version 7 ready to go. You can check it out at bit.ly forward slash Music Master is everywhere. Radio Game Changers, a podcast that explores the world of radio and audio communication. Here's your host, Craig Bruce. And on today's episode, we have our first Q&A session with Bruno Boucher. Look, if you have any questions that you'd like us to debate or discuss on the podcast, we're going to try and do this every couple of weeks. You can hit us up at our Facebook page or you can find me on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce. All right, let's get into it. Hey, Bruno. Hey, Craig. Hey, uh, got a couple of questions here from uh, one from a program director at a regional station uh, working on a new show. We'll leave the name of the show and the name of the station off the air for the moment, off the air, off the podcast. Um, but here's the question, um, <laughs> old habits. Uh, should I be hearing every break before it goes to air? So he's got a brand new show. Should I be hearing every break before it goes to air and working the show plan out with them or just let them work the magic, then be there as the feedback source so they can find their feet without interruption? What are your thoughts on new shows? I know you've been working with, you know, Kyle and Jack who are well and truly know their way around it, but general thoughts on how much does a young, a new PD have to be involved in a new show? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I I know that it's very fashionable to say, like, ah, tell the content directors to butt out of it. They don't know anything. Oh, they're failed presenters. Oh, they don't know anything. I, I, I don't believe that to be true for a second. I think that there's incredible content directors in this country whose advice are just so important and so valuable for, 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 for new presenters in particular. But what I would say is I, I, I've... I've worked with some of the greatest minds in in radio when it comes, you know, the content director level, who sometimes, um, whose bedside manner with delivering feedback um, left a lot to be desired, you know. So I think that, right, what I would say is this, give the feedback afterwards, don't micromanage it beforehand, because I think the worst thing that you can do to a presenter is to crush their confidence. I mean, a presenter with no confidence, you may as well not even be on the air. But having said that, you know, yeah, of course you've got to work with with, with, with presenters. Like, you know, just recently, um, we started having uh, Bo Ryan uh, fill in um, when Kyle was off and do segments and stuff um, and and the biggest challenge was really working with him in a positive way to empower him and le- leave him feeling hungry and ready to fight uh, it w- w- was giving him the feedback afterwards of like hey I love this I love that what do you think about this because I, I thought this but what do you think you know and, and, and often we'd, we'd come to the same conclusion but I, I think that um however you deliver it, it's got to be done in such a way that you know that they're leaving that office 
feeling better than when they came in, feeling hungrier than when they came in. I agree. There was a, there's a, um, I don't know whether you've heard of Marcus Buckingham. He's written a whole bunch of books on, on, um, he's a, essentially a thought leader in the leadership business space. Marcus Buckingham's his name. Um, uh, he's got a new book coming out soon and he wrote recently about the feedback process and he talked about, um, so there are three things that you need to bring to the feedback process. One, facts, two steps and three reactions. So the facts are, what does the person need to know to do their job? The steps are, if a job is defined by a series of steps, what are those steps and when is the person or team missing one of those steps? And then the reaction is um, when the – from a programming perspective, it's it's recording the winning plays, so hearing what excellence sounds like for that show or for that for that individual. So to your point, you know, highlighting the moments when you're hearing a Bo Ryan or a or a young Jace Hawkins or whoever it might be, doing that thing that's really unique for them and hearing them with that level of confidence and that that comfortability that comes from when you're playing in in your natural space. So identifying those and asking for more of that. And so the facts around a breakfast show are pretty simple. I mean, who's the audience? How long do they listen for? What kind of format are we uh, are we on? Who do we compete with? Um, what do we know about the audience? What matters to them? Are they married? Are they living in in? Um, have they got mortgages? Are they in units? You know what 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 do we know? So they they're facts. The steps are things like. Um, a break length, uh, you know, for every other show apart from Kyle and Jack, there's let's try and keep things to four minutes. Let's play seven songs an hour because we've got a show down the road that does eight or six. Um, you know, there's so so there there are a whole bunch of steps and facts that I think you can bring to. Um, you know the planning and prep process. When's it going to happen? Um, what what are the outcomes of those uh, planning and prep processes? I'm sure you've got that or had that really clearly defined around. Okay, where where are we? Where's the office? Is it noisy? Are there? You know, does everyone have to turn their phones off? You know, so it's that kind of thing. And then it's the idea of catching someone when they're in that moment of flow and letting them know that that's the thing that they do and and so yeah it was an interesting so marcus buckingham's the name of the guy and he's a, he's a, a, one of my favorite authors on on feedback and and uh, in that leadership space i think he's got some really good things to say about that stuff yeah, I love that. How, how did you used to do it? How did you used to deliver it? Well, that's the thing, Bruno. I, I get one of the reasons why I, I, um, I Marcus's work resonates f- with me is that because I came from an on-air background, I was always better on the air when I felt like the programmer was in my corner, and uh, I always felt more confident and um, comfortable on the air if I thought the programmer liked what I did. So um, it's kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You, you, so, so when I moved from announcing, and I'm a natural creative, so announcing was always my thing, and then moved towards programming, I, I was, um, I guess, self-aware enough to know that these are the, this is how I felt at my best. This is the kind of feedback that I needed when I was on the air. So let me see if I can do that for other people. And it, it, it's a natural thing for me to go and look for people at their best rather than nitpick when they they don't get something exactly right so i guess that's always been just a sort of a a thing that i luckily have always naturally sort of lent towards this is radio game changers follow craig on twitter at cb underscore bruce hey uh got another a, a question here from a programmer 
who's also working on a new show. And, and look, these I don't want to go into the details on the shows because it, it's not fair on them. But it, it, it's a um, interesting question. A lot of our rave breaks feel aimless with a dead end as the ending. Whoops. <laughs> what, what are some of the tips and tricks I can teach fresh green talent about storytelling? Any thoughts, Brad? Ah, right. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's so funny because I used to, when I first started off in radio, I was a big believer that, oh, geez, you know, you need to, you need to end on a high. Like, get that punchline. It's got to just be so great. And once you deliver it, you know, you hit that button, you either go into the song, go into the ad break, and you're out, and then you high-five each other, and you're like, how good are we? And, and working with Kyle and Jack in particular, it's taught me that – What's more important than anything else is the forward momentum of the show. So by that I mean, okay, cool, you tell your story, and even if there's not that that out, that punchline, it comes to a natural end, as it would in a conversation, and then you start to kind of take stock of where you are, well, you know, along the lines of, Geez, Jackie, well, now I understand why you're single. That all makes sense. Uh, all right, well, what do you want to do next? You want to do the pop quiz? You want to take some calls? What do you want to do? You know, it, you, you, you kind of you keep the wheels turning without having to necessarily hit that punchline uh, as, as, as hard as you can because I, I don't know if you agree with this, but you see, the way that I look at a rave is that it's got to mimic, like for it to make sense to a listener who's listening in their car, it's got to mimic what a real-life conversation would sound like. So if you're talking to someone and they're telling you a story and just as the punchline uh, comes, they, they deliver it and then they walk away, you'd be like, well, that's a bit weird, you know? Like, 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 like I think you can afford to kind of... You can you can stay with it a little bit, you know. Uh, the end of a story doesn't necessarily need to be full of fireworks. It can just be natural. It can be like, yeah, you know, and that's uh, and that's something that I've got to work on for 2019. Anyway, <laughs> you know, like, do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be so so exciting and so riveting because I think that can sometimes come across as a bit fake. You know, I, I think I think what's more important is the journey. Uh, rather than the destination when it comes to delivering a rave. Yeah, a couple of thoughts on storytelling from my perspective. One, you know, this guy's working with a young, new show and finding his feet with them. I mean, natural storytellers are exactly that. They're natural at storytelling, right? And and they have this ability to to, to bring people in and and they've got, you know, this way of, of being able to construct a yarn that that is compelling and it's, I think it's innate. I think some people just have that ability. So, um, you know, from a Metro Radio perspective, when you've found someone like a, a, a Mick Malloy or a Marty Sheargold or a James Brayshaw or a Kyle Sandlands or, or you know, or a Kate Langbrook, who who are just nat- uh, Amanda Keller's another uh, an amazing storyteller. You, you know, when you've found someone that can do that naturally, I don't know that there's a lot you can teach other than the premise um i think that the the key to the any good story is that if you don't get the premise right um and there's a great video online um chris rock talking with may have been seinfeld and louis ck they had this sort of broader conversation around comedy and chris rock says halfway through 
uh, you know, he watches these comedians on stage and they tell these great jokes, but they don't set them up properly. And, and, he's, and his thing in, inside this YouTube video is, is he goes, the premise, the premise, the premise, the premise. If you do not fucking set the thing up, not, and, and particularly from a breakfast radio perspective, everyone's too busy. You've got you to frame it, right? You've got to frame it in a way so that so here's what's about to come. And then yeah, well, they won't even listen to your punchline. Yeah, That's uh, true. They won't listen yeah, to your punchline yeah. if you haven't set up the premise. Yeah. So I think two things for young programmers. Um, uh, look, if you don't have a natural storyteller on your show, then then don't build a show filled with stories. Um, build build it around listener interaction and and uh, and and segments and benchmarks and use guests and whatever else you can do. If you do have a natural storyteller, then get out of their way and let them do what they do naturally. I, I worked with James Brayshaw. I'm not sure whether you know of James, but oh yeah yeah know, I know James yeah. yeah. Um, so I worked with him in Adelaide for a, for a few years before he moved to Melbourne, and he classic example of. He was off the air for a couple of years um, doing sport and, and then contributing in very small ways to a show that was sort of evolving on SAFM in the late 90s. And, and off the air, he would have us piercing ourselves laughing every morning in between the songs because he had a story for everything. And Phil Douse, God love him, said, mate, you've got to get that shit on the air. And and so it was this kind of trigger in his head where it's like, oh, okay, that, that stuff that I do in the cricket change rooms and in the footy change rooms with my mates, that's actually content. And, and you know, he was smart enough and talented enough to kind of join the dots for himself. So I think natural storytellers are, are that. And, you know, back to your point around um, how do you, you know, what is a – because a lot of programmers want to give a lot of feedback because that's what you feel like you need to do. But – in reality, good programmers, when they've got a show that have all of the talent and ability that you need, provide a light touch, right? And and light touch programming is really hard to do because you feel like you're not contributing. But I think that um, that that's a that's a really important part of of the process, which is you know hire the really interesting people that are going to bring a, a worldview and a point of view to the show, and then get out of their way and let them do it. Um, and then if you if you're growing that that skill set, just remember that it's got to have you've got to be able to frame it and bring the audience in. And then and you're absolutely right; it needs to mirror what a natural conversation looks like. Yeah, can, can I mention one of, uh, in my opinion, the best storyteller I've ever heard on, yeah. on radio? Yeah. So, so, so his name's uh, Ron Bennington, and he does a show called uh, Bennington on Sirius XM. But he started off; he was a carny originally, um, Tampa Bayway, you know, in the US, and um, uh, he then saved up some cash for like a comedy club, and he'd, he'd go into the local radio station with whoever the comedian was, and he'd be like, oh yeah, this is, you know, so-and-so, or whatever it is, um, uh, and, and present them to the announcers, and he became so good that he ended up having his own show, his own national show, uh, Ron and Fez was the show, and, and this guy now does a show uh, with his daughter, and it's so compelling, and and this guy can tell a story that goes for 40 minutes and you're hooked on every word. He told a story recently about how one of his uh, mates from, from, from high school um, uh, went in at like a sports goods store and uh, shoplifted a kayak. But he got caught the next day by walking in when he stole the oars, right? He got busted stealing the oars. But, but that story went for 30, 40 minutes and I 
heard every single word. And that didn't have a big punchline. It didn't have a big whatever it was. It was him just telling his daughter about a little memory he had from high school. And it was some of the best radio uh, I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah, I I, um, uh, I worked with uh, Limo, Anthony Lehman, and um, he did a, a commercial back in the day for, I think it may have been Forex. And for whatever reason, um, I think it was filmed in India. And so what they have in India is, um, because you know, the, the general population is so poor, and they've got this amazing film industry, right? Everyone's into either cricket or all the movies. So um, for, the, for the poor, the, one, the people that can't afford to go to the movies, they send in the storyteller. And then the storyteller comes out after the movie and then tells his mates about what happened. So, you know, that, that, that concept of, of, you know, can that guy transfer that information to a bunch of his friends you know, that's what natural storytelling looks like. And, and that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, one, if you're hiring for a, a breakfast show and you need that kind of player on your show, you want that person that is magnetic that when they start talking, everyone sort of stops and listens because they have this ability to be able to naturally construct, you know, kind of a, an easy to follow. And as you're saying, it's a 40-minute story, but you're with him the whole way through. It's a really, it's an incredible skill. And for programmers to think that they can help uh, um, talented people get better at that. If you've got a natural skill at it, then it's really, for the programmer, it's just helping the talent find other areas and other content buckets to, to, to draw from with their storytelling. I think that's probably more, more to the point. Totally. Yep. I completely agree. Over 150 radio and television stations are programming their playlists with Music Master in Australia. It's everywhere and it works. It's about working smarter and working faster with Music Master scheduling. Check out version 7 at bit.ly forward slash Music Master is everywhere. Radio Game Changers, a Bad Producer Productions podcast. Edited by Clint Bryce. Research and production support from Kate Mead. Subscribe now at radiogamechangers.com. Like us on Facebook and follow Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce.